Welcome to Two Minutes in Trade, where we interpret the latest trade news to help you understand the impact on your business. For a comprehensive background on the issues discussed today, please visit strtrade.com. Today is Monday, December 12th, 2022, and I'm Ned Steiner with Sandler, Travis, and Rosenberg. Let's take a trip in the way back machine. It is 2002. George W. Bush is president of the United States. U.S. domestic steel companies, including Nucor Corps, are accusing China of flooding the market with cheap steel and import tariffs are needed to protect U.S. industry. Sound familiar? Some 18 months later, the WTO rules that the Bush tariffs are incompatible with global trade rules, and Bush reverses them. In the meantime, the negative effect of the tariffs on downstream users dwarf whatever positive protection there is of U.S. steel. And in the bargain, the U.S. antagonizes its closest trading partners, the EU and Japan, and inspires many other countries to file against the U.S. in the WTO. What's the saying? Those that don't know history? But the Trump administration knew the lesson of history and decided to repeat it anyway. Maybe they thought there would be a different outcome. Previously, the Bush administration used Section 201 to justify its actions. Section 201 allows for safeguards against the threat of cheap imports undermining domestic U.S. production. The WTO didn't buy the U.S. argument then, and the threat of sanctions from the EU and others persuaded the U.S. to back down. This time around, the Trump administration chose Section 232 instead of Section 201. This time, the U.S. administration chose to play the national security card. Section 232 provides almost carte blanche to the president in determining what constitutes a national security threat. This view was upheld by a U.S. court last year. Case closed. Or maybe not. Then the WTO steps in at the behest of China and other member countries. In its ruling last Friday, the WTO found that it was not persuaded that the U.S. was justified in claiming national security concerns as a justification for imposing tariffs on steel and aluminum. The chickens came home to roost. Now the Biden administration is defending the Trump policy and is doing so forcefully, it has brushed aside dismissively the WTO ruling, reminding the body that everybody knows that the WTO can't interfere when a country calls national security. That is the case when national security is really concerned. But the WTO saw the tariffs for what they truly are, a justification for economic protection. Now the all-knowing trade wonks around town and beyond are poo-pooing the WTO ruling. What does it really matter? The U.S. has, quote, deals with its main trading partners, EU, Japan, UK, South Korea. And besides, if the U.S. appeals the case, it will go into the void of the current non-functioning appellate body. Non-functioning because the U.S. refuses to appoint new judges. Sorry, not sorry, says the United States. We're not going to listen to you, WTO. We are keeping our tariffs. So, the U.S. wins the battle, but not the war. The U.S. knows its tariffs cannot be justified based on national security, and the quota deals with key players 
is a temporary solution at best. Eventually, the truth will out, and the United States will be called out again for violating international trading rules. Or, a worst-case scenario, the U.S. will maintain its position, and the WTO will be further weakened in its authority. Is this the outcome the U.S. wants? The WTO has been good to the United States. Besides upholding the world order that the U.S. created, it has overwhelmingly sided with the United States in trade dispute cases. In other words, it has worked well. Does the United States want to undermine the WTO? Does the U.S. want a world where the WTO and China are on one side and the U.S. is on the other? The U.S. may be able to hold its position on tariffs, be they Section 232 or Section 301, but they hold it by might, not right. And might cannot hold indefinitely. Just ask George W. Bush. With professionals in nine offices, Sandler, Travis, and Rosenberg is the largest international trade, customs, and export law firm in the world. This is for informational purposes only and is not legal advice. The hiring of an attorney is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Ask us to send you free written information about our qualifications and experience. Email us at messages at strtrade.com.